some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 78. Hey, still screwed up. Where there will be no swear words in the first seven minutes of each episode. And that's on Scott. How are you, sir? Scott Johansson, my lovely co-host. Once again, on a lovely Dying. evening here in the suburbs of Chicago. How are you, sir? I'm dandy. Dandy? You are a dandy. Yank my doodle, it's a dandy. Anyway. What's new? How's things going? What's up? How's life? Great. <laughs> How about you? How are you? Great. Thanks for asking for once again. All right, I don't care, but I mean... You took umbrage with it last time afterwards. Do you care to explain to everyone? Well, no, because... I, I will give Scott some credit. Every time we talk on the phone, he asks me how I'm doing. That's the first thing I say. How you doing? It is. It is. But on the show, you tell me you sound like Kermit the Frog. When it comes to the public, you never ask. Because <laughs> they don't care either. You know, oh, now we got to deal with your phone. Great. My mom calling. Oh, maybe she meant to dial me. Hello. I'm recording. I'm just telling you, I will call you back. All right, bye. Now she's going to call me. Yeah, she's going to call you. <laughs> All uh, right, let's get into this. If my phone rang right now, oh, that would be funny. <laughs> my heart would break. Actually, I think. Now, All right, everybody, think about that. I could be your stepdad. You could. You're old enough. That's for sure. You're old enough to be my real dad. Not would, quite. Mm, yeah. What did I start not. when I was eight? What are you fifty two? Hey, maybe fifty two. No. Forty two. Oh, all right. Anyway, please, everybody, if you can what? hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're not already subscri subscribed, I think uh, I don't know how many people we're going to get after this. I think we're reaching our limit at 1070 something, which is wow. Yeah. Uh, email. If you'd like to send us an email, it is modelclubtv at gmail.com. We have a couple good emails. This one, I found the one from Dan Cherney. It was in a pile of other papers. So I got that one. We'll read through that. We've got a couple uh, to go through. Uh, voicemail. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, please send us a voicemail at 708-816-4299. And we have another doozy of a voicemail for us this week. Uh, we sure do. <laughs> and don't forget, we have Discord. And that link will be down below in the description and we have Redbubble and teespring and those will be there as well although i hey jamie upstairs bought some stickers they showed up from Redbubble, so they work they're not off-centered like the shirts were the red bubble shirts were not so far yeah so we'll get to it uh other than that what's going on this week how you been you've been under the weather a little bit there scotty who's yeah, our guest well, this got... episode first of all who's our guest um me oh man okay i was supposed to try to get a guest i got sick and and then i kept forgetting and i've been on a lot of cold medicine but mr unforgiving you don't care about me don't care about me as long as his show moves along okay? <laughs> everything hey well i'm sick you. i'm dying and everything else gets done when i'm sick so i, I you know 
Because you get sick like weekly. Because oh. you're you're in a germ factory for a job. Okay. <laughs> speaking you- of, hey, speaking of the factory, how are things going by you? You all right? I guess I haven't Can been you- there in about three weeks. Uh-oh. So. Oh. So you've been home for three weeks. No. Yeah. And you still couldn't be ready. <laughs> well, I went to Florida for a week. Oh, how was Florida? Hot. 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 Why anybody wants to live there this time of year is beyond me. Okay. And you were there during a hurricane. Well, there was supposedly going to be a hurricane. What happened? What? 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 Well, there... I'm sure I've mentioned this before in our podcast numerous times, but it has come to my attention there is a weather force field around me. Okay, the guy that believes in Bigfoot and everything else all of a sudden can't fathom that there could be a weather force field. That there is a weather force field around one Scott Johansson. Yes. Okay. How does this force field work? Is this a superpower or is it just there? So, like, a lot of times when a severe storm's moving in (laughs) and you look on the radar where the blue dot is, you know, where I am, and all of a sudden as that storm gets closer, it'll either split there or get weaker there. Or just dissipate completely before it gets to me. So this phenomenon happened while it you were in Florida as well? No. So while I was in Florida, <laughs> and you can watch this, you could probably go on and document this. because Go was, back and look at the old radar. I was in the villages, okay, which is where my sister's at. And you could see as the days went on, and that hurricane went up the coast, it started drifting farther west, away from where I was. Okay. So all I'm saying is, I I know, and, and here's the thing too. My stepdaughter went on Reddit, and there's other people that have this gift as well. Oh, okay, really? So, so wait. I'm not going to say I'm unique. What do they okay. call this on Reddit? What like what? I, I don't the- know what they call it, but I, I can tell you that the force field's real. I did it at my stepson's wedding. It was supposed to rain all day, and it, it, it like, maybe a few drops, that was it. The force field kicked in. Because I know there's the cloud busting, the people that can say they can dissipate clouds with their mind. You ever heard of those Maybe people? that's what I'm doing. I don't know. Okay. But I moved a hurricane. Wow. Yes, you moved a hurricane storm. You sure did. <laughs> we need to get you a white okay, outfit. Okay, prove I didn't. Okay. Whatever. Would Bigfoot's real? All right. Comments below. What's more likely, Bigfoot or Scott Storm Powers? That's who knows. All right. Well, so for this episode, then, it's just you and I, which we haven't done in a while. So everyone's, I'm sure, disappointed right now. Um, I think last time we did it, we did what's in the uh, bin. Or no, we had someone on that episode, didn't we? It was kind of a mishmash. Yeah, we had guests that episode. So it's been a while. But I, I think I have rescued this episode with something. Oh, boy. It's going to be a little segment called Jason's Box. We'll get to that when we get there. So you excited? And, and we'll go on to Jason's mom's box, and that'll be a separate <laughs> I don't even know if I can leave that in. <laughs> All right. Here we yeah, go. Have you ever smelled Merlot? Oh, my God. Um, it wasn't Merlot. Whatever it was. It's just red wine. 
Um, our first giveaway this episode. This is one we're actually giving away, and we'll announce the next step, the next episode's giveaway here. But this is from Jamie Sai. All packed up, ready to go. And it is the Nosferatu Batman. And all they had to do was wish you a happy birthday. Did you end up having a good birthday, Scott? Did you call me? Yes, I did. No, no, I didn't. Um, I had a great birthday. You did? Okay. Didn't do a lot, but that's okay. I agree. You're just happy to be alive. Okay. <laughs> I agree. All right, let's spin the wheel. What do you say? Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. All right. Tell me. Let me get there. Tell me when to stop. Oops, I spun it. Oops, never mind. <laughs> let's just go with it. Where are we at? Who won? Who and won? it is Kurt Krause. No. Oh. Steven 023. Heard Steven I 023, you have won the Nosferatu Batman. Please send us an email at modelclubtv at gmail.com and we'll send that out to you. Thank you, Jamie Sai. Everyone head on over to 3D Prints and Garage Kits, Jamie's Facebook group. Uh, if you want to buy one of these Nosferatu Batmans, he's got them for sale as well. So send him a message over there on Facebook. Links down below. Excellent. Apparently, I don't have a wheel force field or I'd have stopped it on Kurt. No, you could have stopped. <laughs> hey, next time we should attempt to do that. All so, right. Uh, so for this, you know, and I thought everyone was wishing me a happy birthday to be nice. I forgot that's what we. Uh, yeah. See, <laughs> this is from Mark. Mark's hobby bench. He sent in the. He sent back the Invisible Man a little while back, a couple of giveaways ago, and this is the second set of what he sent to us. And I'm just going to read his letter from before, so everyone kind of, if you're first time watching, this might be new to you. Hi, Jason and Scott. Been following Model Club TV almost since the beginning. And love watching the show due to recent health issues. Time with my hobby has come to a halt. Several episodes ago, I won the Invisible Man, and he sent that back to us. And at Wonderfest a couple years ago, I purchased three Blackheart sculpts from the Mandalorian and never got to painting them either. So I hope you will accept the return of the Invisible Man and my donation of three Blackheart sculpts from the Mandalorian. Hopefully you can raffle them off. Keep up the great work. Mark Bialis. Bialis. Mark, I know I'm slaughtering your last name. Uh, Mark's Hobby Bench. So what we have here is from Blackheart. Let me pull these out. We have three busts to give away. The first one is Ahsoka. We got Ahsoka. They each come with a base. Ahsoka. Okay, so they Ahsoka have... in the tub when I'm sore. <laughs> you do. Uh, there's that one. We have... Get this character's name. It's... Uh... Cool, 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 I don't know. I gave Coolio? up on Star Wars. So it's this one as well. Okay. So there's that. And then there is. I'm not going to take these out for the ease of shipping. <laughs> uh, the Mandalorian one. We have the Mandalorian as well. Head and Grogu's head is right there in this package, which I don't want to open. So. For people just kind of see. That's what you're getting. One person gets all three. Really? Yep. And the reason is, I think I spent over $200 in shipping last month because of all the stuff that had to go out. So I'm trying to save some money this month. (laughs) 
I'm eating pork and beans this month because of our giveaways. So we have one person that's going to get all three of these Blackheart busts. Uh, Scott, I think we just say, hey, Mark, hang in there. Rooting for you. Send Mark a well wish in our comments and you'll get entered into this contest for all three beautiful Blackheart busts. These are really nice. Head on over to Blackheart Models. Blackheart, what is his actual? Yeah, I'll put the link below. Blackheart, everyone knows who it is. George Stevenson. This stuff's really, this Ahsoka's really nice too. The only problem is you're going to have to freehand, I think. Or no, the stripes are kind of there, actually. You can feel them. So you don't really have to freehand them. They're just very faint. Beautiful stuff. So that's our giveaway this episode. For next time, send Mark some well wishes in our comments, and you'll get entered. And just, I don't know, mention Blackheart Models too in there, and we'll get you entered into that. Scott, anything you want to add there while I pack this stuff up? No, uh, get well, Mark. Obviously, uh, hope you're doing all right. Yeah, send us an update, please. please, yeah. please. Thank you again for the donations. I, I'd like to talk well, about something. Oh, sure. Go ahead, Scott. I believe we've solved the Bigfoot mystery. Oh, really? And you were part of that. Were I here. was part of that. Are you and sure you want to say it on here now? Or do you want to no, I'm just going to say the party is denying. Okay. okay. But um, so for people I who don't know, Scott has been receiving word. anonymous big fail, Bigfoot mail Bigfoot. Yep. from around the country and other countries. This and other countries. Got a Canada one. And uh, so Scott one? actually used his uh, Sherlock skills. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> that should be done in velvet somewhere. <laughs> it should be done in velvet. Wait, I wonder if you could send images and get them printed on velvet. I just wonder dude, the amount of ink someone is spending to do this. Okay. Must be a rich person. Someone with a lot of a disposable income. Say, would just send me the cash equivalent. All right. You ready? Or do you want to further yeah. accuse them? No, I just want them to know I'm on to them. <laughs> and they know it because I've spoken. Oh, man. All right. News and reviews. You ready, Scott? What if I saw a movie? Okay, let's start over then. Scott, you see any movies? No. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> With every passing day, it grows. It grows and That's grows. That's it, Nate. Uh, no way to talk to your stepdad. All right, anyway, go ahead. All right, so first up, we have from Cthulhu Gizzard, our good old friend, uh, Mike Swistek. And I'm going to read what he has, and I'm going to throw up our picture. I'm trying to, again, not used to producing on the fly. And there we go. It worked. All right, don't miss the 15% off savings on Mike's Etsy store, CthulhuGizzard.etsy.com. That's 15% off all items in stock. Over 150 resin model kits available and over 70 painted finished pieces ready for display. All traditionally sculpted, molded, cast, and hand-painted by Mike Swistek, a.k.a. Cthulhu Gizzard at Cthulhu Gizzard Customs. So Mike's a great guy, and he has this sale going on. And when we had him on, one of the nicest people we've ever met. 
So head on over to his Etsy store to get some. And I got some right here. His magnet. So it's a Swiss stack original. Um, head on over to his Etsy store. Help a guy out. He's going out. I think he's heading over to Jersey Fest as well, which we'll get to in a minute. But we also, he's got a brand new Frankenstein uh, bust. And it's pretty neat looking. It is not your typical Universal Frankenstein, kind of his own take on it, which I like to see. Comes with, I think, that bowl and the book and that little base. A really nice piece. He's got this coming out. And he also has, for some of his older pieces, like most of his busts are relief busts. They have to like put a magnet in or hang on a wall or find a way to display. But he's now offering this display board. It's made to look like a stone base. So you can hang your bust right on the back. It's not very tall. So pretty cool. I really like this idea that he's going through and doing this. Does not include this <laughs> Frankenstein face, but uh, Frank Relief just a demonstrate stand, not included with the stand. Uh, and well done, Cthulhu Gizzard Customs over on Etsy. Question. Yes. Did Mike send you all this information? Nope, I went and grabbed it. Okay. Why? I'm just curious because we're going to touch on some of that later. But yeah, you know. I had to go and grab all this stuff. So yep, fifteen percent off sale. We're right there going through. I really like there's a his paint jobs are really good too. Like and they're always different. Like you can tell between these two pictures, there's one's more blue, one's more bright, crazy green. I really like when that happens. So I love his paint work. Go back to us. Oh, next up is uh from Resident Realities, sculpted by Wayne the Dane Hansen. It's a uh twelve pounds of twelve resin. pounds. 12 pounds of resin. Jesus. Three pieces. Um, this kit goes for $300 plus shipping. Uh, get a hold of Resin Realities or John Diaz for shipping costs. It's like the size of a toddler. <laughs> this is a um, gigantic Kong. Stands almost 20 inches tall. And it's a uh, big Mamba Jamba, big resin rotocast uh, monster. 12 pounds. 12 pounds. And that's hollow. Okay. Wow. And it has uh, arm sockets. You can pose the arms how you like. And, uh, man, I wonder if the magnets would be strong enough to hold that where you could, like, change them if you want. It would still hold. Yeah. Because yeah. this that's a heavy piece. You'd have to get some crazy and, magnets. Uh, and there it is, kicking uh, Jason's Godzilla. Um, I have that Godzilla. Shogun in, in the ass. Yeah. Mine's missing the fist, the shooter off. I fist. think you can uh, 3D print the fist. Yeah, I saw some of those. And this one is also missing the trigger on the back like mine as well. Dude, that so. thing's crazy big. With his yeah, arms well, sticking that, up like that. That yes. was uh, 20 inches tall. Uh, wow. Box art is by Rainer Engel. Oh, cool. And we've all seen uh, a lot of Rainer's work. It's really good. So yeah. um, there we go. Awesome. Well done, Resin Realities. Very Resin cool. Realities. Going to have to get him on here one of these times. Yeah. One of the old timers. Probably got a lot of good stories. Oh, and um, just to touch on something that's Resin Realities related. Um, Can we talk fishing when he comes on? I just want to talk about fishing. I, why, does he fish? Don't you or... look at his pictures? <laughs> no. Um. Dan Cherney stopped by my house. Oh, Dan did, huh? 
and we were talking about that Bayou Beast that Dan was uh, after on our on our grail mails. Uh-huh. And uh, it turns out he did uh, get one from oh. a gentleman in Germany and uh, a very reasonable price. So Dan was really happy. So grail mails worked out for somebody? Grail mail worked out. And um, look at that. Go. We're making dreams come true. And that was an early uh, Jayco piece but, yeah. uh, by Mark Van Tyne, but it was uh, awesome. Cool. Congrats, Dan. <laughs> That's cool. So I'm glad Dan got that. But while we were there with uh, Resident Realities, it reminded me, and I wanted to do that. Dan's got another one he's looking for. We'll talk about when we get there. Okay. All right. Next up from Well. What do we got here, Scott? A good friend. Well, winner. This is Clyde from the Antil Mob. And the Antil Mob was on Wacky Racers. I was going to say, what was, is the Antil Mob? Because when I saw it, it was, like, I didn't and know. And it was also um, on the Perils of Penelope Pit Stop. So they were in two of Hanna-Barbera's wait, cartoons. Wait. What's Penelope Pit Stop? The Perils of Penelope Pit Stop. Was she in Wacky Racers? Yes, so were they. Okay. So then they got their own show? Yeah, it was a spinoff show. Okay. I didn't know. Of course, you were born in 1980. I was not born. So, um, <laughs> I wish. There are seven of these. First one is Clyde. Okay, that's, that's this one here? That's that one there, yep. Okay. You're asking like I can see. <laughs> um, the one with the... <laughs> you know. And then the uh, next one he's doing is Ring-A-Ding. And then I believe Mac. So, how many gangsters um, are there total? Well, it's the Antil Mob. They were car number seven. So, how many gangsters do you think there were? Seven. Seven. There you go. Clyde, Ringading, Willie, Mac, Danny, Kirby, and Rugbug Benny. Is he doing and the car? Yeah. Uh, he may do the car. Yes. So, um, that's a sweet car. Sweet car. Well, winner. They look like a bunch of Chicago guys. You know, this happened to well. And I oh, don't know we if got I a story. Thought. All right. Um, but. So I guess he got ripped off on CG Trader. Really? Where someone bought files. And then their credit card didn't go through. So. Uh, CG, tra- which I don't see how CG Trader's not responsible for this. The credit card didn't go through, so CG Trader sent out the files, but they can't give him the money because the credit card that was used to purchase them didn't that go through. That is absolutely ridiculous. And that should be CG Trader. That should be CG Trader forwarding that money over to Well, if that's their fault. Yeah, that's because why terrible. would you send that out without authorizing that credit card? Yeah, because ca- that credit card should have failed before the files were sent, you would think. There you go. That's bizarre. That is really bizarre. Lace Lee. Lace Lee. Yep. Lace Lee. Uh, Casablanca Rick from Casablanca Humphrey Bogart. Um, I like it. I'll probably have to get one. That is really nice. I wish I had a bigger so, picture of the way it, but the face is really good. Yeah. And I had saw an earlier one. So I think he tweaked the face uh, okay. from this, but uh looks really good. Yeah. That is really nice. Lacely. 
How do people get this kit? This uh, reach out to Lace Lee on Facebook. Okay. For, uh, price and information. Uh, back from the dead again for those interested in uh, Bilk Paquette's Euro Horror series, but did not get the chance to get some of them before. I'm reading his, but pretending he didn't say it. Uh, did not get the chance to get some of them before he retired the Sheer Terror Society. Uh, the pieces will be available again soon. Unpainted through Son of the Sheer Terror Society. We'll be starting with the iconic poster boy from Lucio Fulci's groundbreaking, groundbreaking, groundbreaking. Oh, man. Groundbreaking film, Zombie. If you're interested, join the new page linked above, and we can contact Paul Gill directly with any questions. So I'll put the links down below for this, but again, these are coming back out, which is a great thing to see. I really loved this series when he had it out, so I think this will be a good chance for people to pick this up. Really good stuff from William Pett. Sculpted by master sculptor Jeff Yeager. Jeff made mock-up glasses for the photo to really show off the likeness. Uh, this is from Paul Gill from Guildman Productions. It is Tyrell, and I asked specifically of Paul if I could say the name, uh, but this is from the, his Blade Runner series. So once he molds Tyrell, he'll be farming out the base and the glasses to a digital sculptor, which I have. Uh, Eric Askew is working on those. So a bit more patience will be required. Uh, he was thinking maybe we should do the Noodle Chef next. I think that's a great idea. So another knockout piece in this line that he's got coming. Uh, Really good stuff from Blade Runner he has had. And here are the digital images of the base coming. And here are the glasses that are on their way. I want to go back to this. Really, really good likeness on this from Jeff. Yeah, that's some idiot's got a print. <laughs> Clear. Are you the idiot? Are you that idiot? Might be. I always like this Tyrell character. I always look like he smoked like a hundred million cigarettes. And he had that kind of gross cigarette flesh to him. <laughs> but it's a good, really good likeness. Jeff nailed it again. So. Available now, 200mm and 300mm busts from Rise 3D Printing uh, of the Penguin and Joker. These are paint-ups by Joe Hudson, who we had on our show. Uh, the Penguin is 200mm... 200mm... I said that funny. Penguin is 200 millimeters, $85, and the 300 millimeter version is 130 for the kits. Really good paint up, too. Which brings me to something at the end of this. Uh, the Joker. Here's the Joker. Joker again, $75 for the 200 millimeter and 125 for it in 300 millimeter scale. And here is Joker. Very cool. Great photography, too. Really good stuff. Um, each will include a paint chart that he used, that Joe used to uh, for the different colors and areas. I'll try to do this with everything going forward. So if we look, he's going to have little pictures in the, each kit uh, that shows you what colors he used where. As a little how-to for those people having trouble figuring out what exact color he used in the box art. Uh, and here's the one for the penguin. That's pretty good. I haven't seen something like that in a while. Other than, you know, your mass-produced stuff. Right. So. And then, um, what? Joe's an amazing painter. Yeah. Really. And uh, I just want to go on record as saying that. <laughs> we'll go back. I love this penguin space. And I love the five o'clock shadow on there. Really, really. And just because people are going to ask. Okay. Yeah. 200 millimeters is a little over seven and three quarters. 
and 300 millimeters is a little over 11 and three quarters. Okay. Just for those wondering. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry. I was wondering. <laughs> so good job. Uh, and then coming soon from Rice 3D Printing, again, all information will be down below. Uh, Barnabas Collins from Dark Shadows. There's going to be a full figure and a bust available. So there's the bust. There's the full figure. Nice stuff. I haven't seen a Barnabas Collins in a while. When's the last time you've seen one of these? I painted one for someone a long time ago. John Tucky did one. Oh. I like this bust. I like the way it's cut. I, you know, I like the bust. Too, I, I mean that. I'm yeah, not I'm not saying the figure is bad at all. Figure, like, I just like the way this is cut. I, I I do like the way the bust is cut as well. It fits. That looks pretty classy. And then they also have Maleficent from. I'm not going to say the company, just in case. Uh, bust in full figure as well. So you get some really nice wings, uh, the horns, and it's the Angelina Jolie version. So there you go. But again, good. it's cut. Beautifully for the bust. Yeah. And I, yeah. It works with that real and, slender And the wings piece. are cut beautifully for the bust. Yep. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Rise 3D printing. Good stuff. Good stuff. This is debuting at Jersey Fest, which I want to talk about real quick. Jersey Fest is coming up fast. September 22nd and 24th. So you'll have a week after this comes out and Jersey Fest will be the exact next weekend. So we want to wish everybody going to Jersey Fest a great time. We are very sad we can't make it. I have some other prior engagements, and then we have some airline issues. But hopefully next year we can plan a little bit ahead of time and try and figure this out and make it yeah, over there. like the but picnic. Yeah, the picnic, man. I know Dan's pissed. I know. Not a lot of people not happy with you over the picnic. Me? over. I when- wanted to have the picnic. Jason said no. Oh, we're going to do it every other year. That's You're not true. Chance to recoup. That's not true. If we had time this year, we could have okay. fit it in. Why don't we have time? Because uh, you went to Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Gotcha. I went to Florida. I got you. On Monday, the 28th through Friday, September 1st. Man, that was when so we I don't think gonna we were going to have the picnic during that's, the week, pal. That's okay? when we were going to do it. So, no, it, it isn't. You're a liar. You're a liar. You said no, fire. it would have been too much to do if. No. Bullshit. Okay, why don't you tell the real reason? Real we can't story go? is I have something Jason going on. His concert tickets. I do. To some Nazi rock. I have. I have tickets and a trip for like almost every weekend through from here through October. There's something going on. So sorry. So basically, Jason's selfish. His life's more important. <laughs> for, yeah. His viewership. After. Mm-hmm. I gotta have a life at some point. I think. Or is this it? Is this all I have? This is it. This is as good as it gets for you. This is terrible, man. This is no good. Yeah, I know. Might as well just die. All right, once again. uh, Jersey Fest, September 22nd, 24th, 2023 in Newark, New Jersey. So everybody head over to jerseyfestfair.com. Hey, did your sister, did she watch the show? She like it when you visited? She watched a little bit of it, but not a lot. She thought you were funny or? Well, of course. So, yeah. Funny looking, funny yeah. like a clown. You beat someone yeah. with a phone. Yeah, and she said, "Next time I can bring your mom." <laughs> All right, debuting at your <laughs> what? The bottom or low? Okay, 
Debuting at Jersey Fest for $60 plus shipping, mail orders will begin to ship after Jersey Fest. We have Pestilence Labs original concept creature uh, bus. This is what the creature from the Black Lagoon was going to look like before they smartened up. So it's a really nice little bust. I like I I could see other this going in a series of doing other like concept designs like this. So I really like this idea. So there it is in its mold, getting ready to go. And then Oh, there is a base. Is. I was gonna say, what's yes. the base? No, so the bass the looks base. like uh, the base. The base looks the like <laughs> a wooden base with some sculpting tool on it. Sure does. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I like this idea. Keep doing this, Mark. Keep doing this. Well, is this your idea too? No, there are some ideas of mine that go with this line, but that's okay. Then, also from Pestilence Labs, his monster busts, his universal monster busts are ready to go. Uh, Head over to Pestilence Labs. Link will be down below if you would like to purchase one of these. Where's the mummy, Mark? Three missing. There's three missing. There's three missing. Oh, he's lazy, you know? Well, he's busy doing other things. Yeah, he's busy uh, folding papers, I think. Sending stamps, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, but, yeah, these are uh, more in this line, but this is a beautiful. And I'll tell you, anybody that hasn't seen, and, and I've got all of these. Um, the Mister Hyde is beautiful. I mean, yeah. it is just beautiful. And I was talking to Mark the other day, and he had never seen the uh, movie, uh, the Frederick March. Dr. Jekyll is Mr. Hyde movie. I think he said he got it on streaming on Amazon, 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 Amazon for him, Amazon Prime. And um, he was just really impressed with what it was for the times, you know, and the special effects transformation and stuff. So, yeah, just a little tidbit there. So these are available at Jersey Fest as well. So head over to their table, check them out, tell them. We sent you, so we get some credit for some of this. That'd be nice. And then you have Scott. What is this? So these are um, from Needful Things. Ooh. This is the entire line. Needful Things. Um, but the two new ones are Zira and Nova. Oh, she's cute. And um, the rest of these, I've seen the rest of these in person, and and they're all beautiful. I really like the Ursus, and uh. We're about seven inches tall, and I think he's only going to have the two, um, the Nova and the Zira. Could okay. be wrong. He he could be have more, but um, those are needful things. Table, tell him I sent you, <laughs> and uh, I'm in the process of printing those right now. So, well, the, are uh, these available straight through them or just at Jersey Fest? At, no, at Jersey Fest, but I, I'm sure they'll be available Afterwards. soon after. And yeah, thanks. Everybody want one, so I can spend the rest of my life printing these things. Okay, but um, now these are really nice. Who sculpted these? These are all sculpted by Tony Cipriano. Oh, and then every base has a relevant to that character, um, like silhouette on the back. So, like, if you don't want to display them all, that say Planet of the Apes or Beneath the Planet of the Apes or whatever, you could turn that base one eighty. And there's a little silhouette that's relevant to that. Nice. And um the like for example, the Zira has a silhouette of when Charlton Heston kissed her at the end. Oh you know. Yeah. So um stuff like that. But it's a nice uh it's a nice set, they're a nice size. 
And I don't know what he's uh, charging for sure, but stop by a Needful Things table at Jersey Fest and tell him I sent you. Okay. Up next, from Escape Hatch Hobbies, hey, Mom, look. This hey, is Mom, a, look. This is a fan favorite, I think. So this is uh, digitally sculpted. By? By my friend Michael Berglund. Who? Who did this to be uh, here. Godzilla here? <laughs> um, and is also working on a uh, large ape for me, which maybe we'll show next time. Okay, a large ape, large ape, and it's not Brian Clark. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this is this is really awesome for those of us that were monster kids and had famous monsters of Filmland. There was that makeup book they had and you could basically transfer yourself into this character okay it was kind of a how to make yourself this character and so what they did is they uh, did this and I think what's awesome is they took you've got an Aurora Frankenstein Aurora Wolfman Aurora Big Frankie all on the base as part of the diorama and as you can see, you got the dresser, the stool, the kids standing on, the mother screaming. <laughs> um, it, it, and I believe it's all 3D printed. Comes in two scales. Comes in a one eighth Aurora scale for one hundred and forty five dollars, and a one six scale for one hundred and seven. And this is available through Todd at Escape Hatch Hobby. Again, sculpted by the very talented uh, Mr. Michael Berglund who um, we hope to have on here pretty soon. Um, you get lots of parts here. Too. Like there's, Yeah, there's a lot of parts in that thing. And I think you get the magazine, or you, I think you could go online and download the, the magazine and some pages. Like, so if he's holding the pages open, and there's um, you go to the Escape Hatch Hobby uh, website and get that. But, yeah, we'll uh, link it down below. I, I don't know if you watched, I doubt that you watched my Mask Fest video. But someone did this exact mask and had it there on their table. It was really well done. So again, just to reiterate, one eighth scale, Aurora scale, one forty five, one six scale, one seventy. Head over to Escape Hatch Hobbies. Great stuff they got. They got tons of really cool stuff over there right now. Okay, next. This came as a surprise to me. Our uh, supposed retiree came back from the dead. Which would be who there, Scott? Who are we talking about? Mr. Mark Brokaw. Mr. Mark Brokaw. He decided to re-release the Universal Classic Big Heads until Halloween. Uh, I'm going to read what he had posted online. Since I still have my shop for another couple months, maybe, instead of a discount, keeping them at the old price for anyone that originally missed them, Mark Worthling and I plan to re-release the Boris Frankenstein when we offer the bride later this year, also sculpted by Jeff Yeager. And if there's a good response to the bride, we might have Jeff do Frankenstein from the same movie. So for anyone that missed any of these kits, these are great kits. Like you can't get any better than some of these. No, and that price is great. And it is a great price. And it's time to go pick up the Metal Luna Mutant, I think. It'll be my third one that I've painted. And this one will finally be for myself. It's, an, it's but, beautiful. I've seen him painted. I forgot who painted the one for AFM. If it was Steve or not. It might have been Steve. It might yeah. not have been. Um, uh, Jamie's that he did recently turned out really nice. Like, it's just a yeah, really it, nice piece. All of piece. these are. 
I, I really love the mummy. I love the base on the mummy. We just remember I just did the yeah in the bin. I think we had the mummy and the monster. Yep. Both monsters actually. Um so yeah, I have three of the six there. And uh yeah, yeah it might be worth picking up. We'll see. I've got some 3D printing jobs coming here, so if I get paid. So well it's good to see him back, you know, just making some use of his time. <clears throat> yes, not, it is. That's <laughs> I knew he wouldn't be gone. <laughs> All right, then this came across my Patreon from Vengeance Studios. They have updated their Jaws diorama, and I think this is, if I went back and look, I think it's 120th scale if I go back, but you can make it any size you want, really. So you're going to need a bigger printer is the tagline here. They have the boat with Jaws and two figures in there and tons of parts. I don't even have the part breakdown. Uh, I don't think I'll be printing this for anyone. Uh, if you do want the kit, head over to vengeance studios and they do sell their prints too. So you can get it from them directly. I do have the rights to do this one, but I don't want to. <laughs> I really don't. It would take a lot for me to do this. Cause there's a, did you ever see Neil DeConte's? Yes. Yep. Mess. Yep. He's going to kill me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Neil. I, it would be it would be interesting to see Neil's take on this to see how close it is to reality. And like compare the two. Not saying one's better than the other, just like what's wrong, what's accurate, what's not accurate in both. Yep. I agree. So, Sorry. Any on. Yeah, you're on a nonstop today. What's going on? It's called tired. I'm oh, tired. It's called P U S S Y. Why? Something you never get anymore. Oh, that's true. All right. <laughs> so that's what we got for news and reviews this time. Workbench, Scott. What have you built and painted, Scott? Nothing. I'm too busy 3D printing emergency jobs for people. Yeah, it's. I think. But, uh, I've been painting snake I, eyes. I think actually. I'm going to get to the point in about a year. Where I'm done. Really? And, uh, well, you know, and we got a, uh, you know, we won't go too deep into it, but we got a private message the other day, both of us. And the person that sent it to us, you know, made a lot of sense. Hey, man, you bought all this stuff to paint, just paint it. And, yeah. it, you know, now I'm spending all this time, I'm doing a Rush Jersey Fest job, and it just, I don't know. I can't tell you the last time I printed something for myself. It's rare. I, like, I'll sneak them in, but yeah, it's rare. <laughs> it stays in between the podcast and other things. It's just time sucks, man. I am still working on my snake eyes. I got going on the wolf. So I'm still working on this. Got a little bit further over the weekend. I'm kind of happy with the way it's turning out. Uh, I was really worried about the fur. Still not totally sold on what I've got going on, but I don't know. And that's, uh, you're giving that away, aren't you? Yeah, I'm giving this away. It's not for me. <laughs> it's a birthday present two years late. Um, to my friend, Jim. Uh, I did paint a Spectrum Man bus, but I don't have, I'm going to paint some things and then take pictures of it all at the same time. Uh, other than that, workbench wise, I've been building a lot of miniatures and stuff still. So that's where I am with workbench. Sorry, guys. Again, another crappy workbench segment, but life gets. <laughs> More than usual these days. All right. 
So I warned you, Scott. Jason's box. We have yours. What's in the bin? I have a box. Let me grab that box. And in this box, I haven't really opened it. I opened it today because I was looking for papers to make for the background, which I did. Got a new background there in every episode. When I went through my giant box purge of 2013, I think it was, I had been saving every garage kit box that I could. So I'm not talking like mailing boxes or regular cardboard boxes, but if a kit came in a box, I saved it, even if I had built it. And in between moving, buying a house and moving, I was like, you know what? I can't store these anymore. So I trashed almost all my boxes. I cut out some of the lids that I wanted to save and because and, I thought I liked the artwork and stuff. But, but if, they, if it had directions, I threw them in this box, which is the old screaming. This was my first garage kit I ever built, if you call these garage kits. Are these technically garage kits? Hey, Paul? We're going to we're gonna have to refer to Paul because, you know, Paul is our garage kit definition expert. So okay. this is the first one I ever built from Don's Hobby World. So I have saved this one box because it had everything in it. This was the first. So I have a box full of paperwork from model kits and other hobby related crap since 1992. <laughs> so I thought it would be kind of cool to maybe go through some of the stuff that I find in this box and just show some people what's in here. It might not be as exciting as a what's in the bin, but there was a couple pretty cool things. So I have to turn on my camera, my overhead cam. So let's go ahead and do that now. All right. First thing in my box, Mars attacks instructions. Scott, how many Mars attack kits do you have? Oh, I have oh, like 500. Zero. How many screaming kits do you have? Uh, none. They all suck. Seriously? Why? Eh, I don't know. I just never liked the subject matter. Wasn't doing anything for me. You know, put this light on. Cool stuff isn't my thing. Really? That was a nice kit. Yeah. Well, that, well I think technically because those were Kyoto, weren't they? Like, yeah, the they, Darth they Vader were. and some of those. Kyoto smudge. We have. This is the Screaming Catalog from 1995. Oh, that's so cool. Jeez. Which has. You're so smart. There's the there's the C three PO you're talking about, and the Han Solo and the yeah, that's, the Stormtrooper was really nice. I ended up modding mine to ride a toy, and the Darth Vader was really nice too. Yeah, the Darth Vader was cool. Yeah, ninety five. I'm not moving my mouth right now. The one six scale um, Darth Vader, the big one, always seems weird to me. So does my ear. Yeah, you know, I, I I just don't like Star Wars. Yeah, a lot of it was, and some of it just felt very well for the time though. There were some yeah, that were, were a lot better. The Hellraiser series I always thought was the best. They did yeah, really they good were pretty job. cool. I love the dragon, the screaming, the the red dragon of Kryn. I always thought was just it looked dragons. like a weird toy. Who likes dragons? Dragon Ash was okay. The werewolf looked weird. Star Wars stuff. The Yoda was pretty good, actually. I love Yoda. He's so pretty. Yeah, Yoda. I, I like if I yeah, could have Yoda. Should in my be able to take care of him. That's easy. I would do that. Uh, another one. This one is from ninety. What's this one from? 93, I think. Yep, 93 for this Screamin' catalog. What do you use for the background? Most of the same stuff. Uh, this is Godzilla Biolante, so Godzilla 89. 
from oh, paradise with a coffee stain on there. I hope that's a coffee I stain. Hope, yeah. If it's that color, I'm in trouble. Uh, and from my very favorite garage kid of all time, Operation of Progress from Future. Yeah, that's my Scott's favorite, favorite kit, too. Yeah. How'd you guess? Oh, <laughs> oh I'm having But problems. look at all those parts. Look at that madness. Oh, I love this kit. Can't it's sitting right up there, ready to be repainted? It broke oh, in my ear is itchy again. But oh, it's gone. Yeah, it broke Maybe in the box. In the movie. smell my. Uh, I have from Sideshow, Bernie Rice, and I'm back. Instructions, and it's kind of there's some other Sideshow stuff in here, and this they use this really thick, nice paper when they did their instructions. Bare bones. Uh, Mila the Witch from Simeon. This was just like a how to prep a kit. I have the Sitting Hell photographs. Oh, I need those. I, it's a nice piece. Yes. Sitting Hell was always my favorite. <laughs> of course. But future kits almost always came with real photos for painting examples. Yeah. yeah Just I not your thing. Like it. it was, yeah, future, you know, here's a sideshow mailing list card. Okay. I have one of those. Okay. No, I did not. Oh, you didn't use it. I know. It. You didn't get anything. There's another. Speaking of. Here's one thing I never got. It is a gift certificate from Sideshow to me. Oh, that is so cool. Sideshow Inc. 1996, California. $10. And here's wow. the cool. We just noticed this when we had to redo it. It's almost from exactly the, to the day. This was from 9-11-97. That's crazy. Ugh, that's kind of creepy. So September 11th, 1997. It's embossed there. It was worth 10 bucks. wonder if I can use this. Time's, yeah, time's fast, man. Okay, yeah, it is. It's not. This is from Sakuda. This is the Iris from Gamera 3. Jason, you have the coolest so, stuff. I know Scott has not seen that, I'm sure. I, yeah, I haven't seen that. Why would I see uh, The Red Sky Diaries instructions. Oh, I know what that is. From Sideshow as well. That's from Tim yeah, Bradstreet. Tattoos you're supposed to put on there. Freehand paint. This one had a problem, ooh, though. Ooh, it, ooh, I ooh, wish ooh, it sags. Ooh. This vinyl sags so much in here because this was hollow. So I tried to fill this with plaster, and it's still sagged. And then he sags at his ankles. So, like, yeah, on my shelf, he's all wrenched really weird on the base. But this was a really nice kit. Like, if you wanted to learn how to do flesh tones really well, you got a, a nice canvas there to work on. I really like this kit. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. really like that kit too. I wish I had gotten it at the time. Although I have no idea what it is. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people had that kit, and I, I don't like to fill my kits with plaster. I think that's what we're talking about now. And then I'm I'm making this is how I walk around. I have two fingers. This is my mash poster impression. Uh, this uh, is uh, yeah, we're talking. It started about... to pinch the legs together. I've had it. I noticed. And I actually had to kind of break it to repose it. And it's like, yeah, I'll never use plaster again. I noticed on a kit that I had done in plaster, like I had done the plaster. I think it was a screaming kit. It might have even been the pinhead. Is that I had it together and I took it apart for some reason, like here's, and there was like mold growing like inside yeah, of it. Because of the moisture. Because the moisture had nowhere oh, to get out. Plaster. Yeah, I wouldn't dinosaurs recommend plaster so cool. either. I wish I had more dinosaurs in my house. We also had. Oh my God, are these crazy. Our, our first horizon instructions. more dinosaurs. Jurassic Park Brachiosaurus, which is a huge kit. It's like a pool toy. <laughs> yeah, 
And my least favorite part of this, since it was vinyl, was this section here in the middle, where you had to cart the two, the two, like the chest to the back end of the body, because you're like trying yeah. to wrestle these two giant pieces and trying to uh, blend a semen on a vinyl kit like that. It was back then. I think I was you using Miller putty. What are you talking about? Was the only putty I could find, or Squadron, one of the two. Nah, nah. All right, what I've never seen that. This was pretty cool. This was. My friend Adrian got this oh, to well, me before okay. he passed away. My head is. And this was the American Werewolf in London kit. And it had these photographs taped to the box and it signed to Ted. 17. Beast Wishes from Bob Burns. It's like, oh, oh my God, I mean, this. I never neat. really liked him that much. I don't even know where it came from. Or I hated them all. All right. Toy Biz. Nah, How many Toy Biz so, kits you got I really left, didn't Scott? Like them. They're kind of goofy. And then None. I just stopped buying them. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're always what was your favorite out of those? The best. I'll bet out we have the same. Yeah, I guess so. I'll say my. I yeah, think I the know. thing I'm always was right. one of the I'm best ones. Johnson. It's always about me, and I'm I'm always right. It was wonky, but they were all kind of wonky. Yeah, Thor's the best one. Everyone should just give yeah. Thor. Yeah, that one was okay. Okay. I didn't ever, I don't think I ever did the Thor. The Spider Man on the wall was good. Yeah, that's because you're an idiot. Always yeah. an idiot. Always. I have a Venom stuff. back there, but the Always way that that. my time with like, this podcast. Knowing now, I, I would use different. Stuff I was trying to again. super glue those together instead of using like model glue. Yeah. So. And uh, it was really nice. Shiflet Brothers sculpted the Thor. Really? Okay. And uh, it was really nice, but the conversion to plastic didn't go so well. And, and I uh, and I mentioned this before. This is about as far as we got when we. I just wish there was more stuff like this, like now, for kids. Because there really isn't, and we'll get into this in the emails. I think a little bit. Um, this is what our hobby's missing. If you're trying to get new blood into this and not like, and you want people to build models, oh, yeah, I know exactly. We need more of this. We need more stuff like this, and there just isn't. Well, of course, uh, this was from a kit from ten years ago or more, uh, from the Brothers Bad, uh, the Eyes of Lucifer. This was a real. It's a girl wearing like the devil's head on top that she had killed him. Uh, here is Sitting Hell's instructions. So unfold these, and it's like. Poster comes like this. <laughs> you are, you are always, and I think most people watching this probably are too. So that's in hell instruction. We have another Godzilla kit. This time it is uh, Godzilla Biolante. This was a Kyoto piece. This was a, this is actually a really small Godzilla, but still one of my favorite Godzilla kits because it is my it's my second favorite yeah, Godzilla design. And the box art is if I ever got a tattoo, I saved the box art. Because that's got the cool box art, like a silhouette. But since I don't have any tattoos, I doubt that's going to happen. Elric. Yeah, I don't remember. Here are the Elric instructions. And nope, this was, no idea. Who put this out? Because I don't know anything. If Michael Morak, Eternal Champion Figure yeah, Collection, or, Series you know, or number one. Labs, one I get who did this Elric? I don't even remember now. This wall hanging one. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
modeling manual. Michael Moore. Doesn't say it just says Michael Moore Moore going all over these Oh the Brahm. This is a old should take better care of things. Simeon Productions, good old Barsom. I always so like the Brahm Miss Muffet instructions. Really cool stuff. Oh, another one. The Devil Girls. This came with the Devil Girls from Simeon. Yeah. This yeah, is, I never tastes like human. Before. This is from Gabe Perna. And this is what you got when you ordered that. This It had the oh, yeah. wax Wait, seal. Hold on. That's the Thanos I'm trying to sell. 15 to 25. Could, could you show that pepper? again? Oh, I'm trying to sell that Thanos. Up there in the corner. Uh, toilet Face Productions. So all Gabe Perna stuff there. Get a hold of Scott if you're looking for that Thanos kit. Which one? The Stewie? Oh, fuck. Oh. I was just a baby back then. If anybody wants this Thanos, <laughs> Scott has okay. it for sale. Oh, this is so boring, Jason. There we go. Why Tastes like human. Trying to do stuff like this. Game printed June 05. It's pretty nice. All right, we'll do a couple more and then we'll go through this again. Another time. This Make is from JJ Models. I can't show this one. It's a little comic book. It's from. It's one of their. Actually, I probably could show this. Uh, the Veronica model kit, JJ Models naked chick kits. My wife, naked chick kits. Uh, my wife Veronica. Kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I can't. This also came with that. Oh, I love Max Factory assembly instructions. Guy Darzo, that's, that's awesome. I love Darzo a lot with the JJ. Nope. Ooh, cool. I hate those things. This is nice. From Max Factory. This is one of the Guyver nope. kits. I haven't done that either. Uh, Darzer. Uh, Have you ever built a Max Factory kit head. vinyl? And then I'm I'm directing traffic over here too. Nope. There's so much going on <laughs> around my house. I don't even know what You've to do. You built a vinyl kit. Oh, Nina Gilman skin. That's so cool. Really. Which one? Jason, you have the best stuff. All right. Uh, Nina Gilman skin from Future. You got a cool t-shirt you could have got. I love this. It's one of my favorite kids. Why don't you put uh, that in the mail for me? JJ Models, they came with, they came with like, that Veronica model kit came with like yeah please put that in the mail for like me. I need baseball that. cards but with ch chicks aged here's her stats age twenty nine weight fifty seven kg measurements height yeah that was that. for uh, yeah you know more JJ models <laughs> that I had to do for I think it was for Ed's magazine or was yeah ooh. Dark Horse. Oh, I love him. He's the mask. Drunk. Nope. Hated it. Has the Predator, the old Dark Horse Predator 2 kit. Because I'm smart and you're dumb. There's your simple like direction. There's like Randy Bowen about Randy Bowen. I always like this kit, too. Do you have one of these? Why do we have, like, the opposite taste? <laughs> <laughs> this. Nope, never. I have to. Uh, this was my very first, I think, resin kit. Yeah. No. 
And it's Faust. This Never. is my favorite comic nope. book. Faust. You ever read Faust, Scott? From Vigil Studios. Vigil. Rebel Studios. Tim Vigil, the artist. No, nothing. Uh, but it came with the worst thing ever. It was three. Oh, wait, where's the. Okay. I know you can't see this, but there was three wall panels and they were supposed to fit together like a triangle. And then there was a resin triangle top and it came with. No, I don't. I think you had to buy that stuff like a battery pack and light bulbs. It came with the light bulbs and you had to wire these little cone lights that went to, on each like pinnacle of the triangle. And then on top of that were vacuum formed like clear parts that were supposed to be like street lights. And the vacuum form barely fit in there. It was the most frustrating kit I've ever built, but it's still up there, still built. I'm so jealous. I still have all those vacuum form pieces. Uh, I don't think it lights up still. That's cool. It came with like wire for the claws. It's a great kit. Still have that. And I have the bus too that came with. There was. Oh, this is killing me, Jason. You're so boring. Oh, speaking of which, here's that screaming Darth Vader, the Kyoto one. More screaming stuff. All right. One more minute. Uh Uh-oh, what's this? More Godzilla. Godzilla against Mothra. This was Billiken, I think. Yeah, that's Billiken. Yep, Billiken. Billiken's my favorite. Frankenstein's the best. Yeah, this one. This one I did as, uh, remember Creaturescape? This was the one that I did for Creaturescape when I had the two Mothra larvae. Attacking him. I think you used the wrong. You used the wrong Godzilla there. It had Godzilla against Mothra. There's no larva in that one. Or what are you talking about? You what? Make sure you got the right one. You always got to make sure you got the right Godzilla kit. Okay. And then Godzilla against Mothra. Now you used the right one. No, you didn't. You're an idiot, didn't I? I don't. I just don't understand how you could be so stupid. I don't know what this is. This is ridiculous. Everyone should know their Godzillas and their Mothra larvas. But, you know, it's you. You're a moron. I'm so tired of doing this show. See? So quick to judge and attack. Oh, no, you were right. I'm wrong. Now I can't get the folder. Yeah, you're a moron. Really? You ah, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to talk and cough. Uh, here's the screaming stormtrooper. Yeah, that's cool. And then we'll do one more. What's what's this? Well, that's really dumb. A thank that you has stone. Nothing to do with <laughs> this. Is nothing to do with garage kits. Someone said thank you to me. Oh, more future pictures. Oh, pile beast. Oh, pile so beast. Cool. I wish I had one of those. I don't have any future kits in my collection. A kiter. Nope, don't have that either. Or Pile Beast. Nina Gilman. Nope, don't have that. Photos. How did that hair go on there? It was like a, just like a pelt from like a rabbit or something, like cut in a circle that you had to like. Oh, that's crazy. It was hard to get right. Uh, One last thing. Dragonfire Studios. Oh, you yeah. Had the Keeper them, of Time. Right? That dragon. Yeah, Keeper that of Time. It's really cool. Yeah. I got this one, which was that Ghost Gunslinger. And I said something inappropriate here. Jason would have had to cut out anyway. 
And we should do the whole show like this with Scott muted. Ghost Gunslinger. Oh, oh yeah. Here I am talking with my hands again. Oh, look. It was my old bumper sticker that I made. Still Why? around. Wasteyourlife.com. It still is. Uh, ah, is it time to go yet? I'm tired of this garbage. Woman B. I don't know what that is. Never seen a future kid. Photos. Oh. This was my first silver, which was the Genocide anime model kit. Don't know what that is. Sculpted by. I love my tea. Beverly Hills, California. All right. Oh, look, I saved this box. Oh, yeah, that is a I love those boxes. They're so cool. Hard to open and close. This was a different one. Different one. This is, I think, Godzilla 93. Yeah, that's what that is. You're stupid. Uh, all right, last thing. You've said that 700 times, Jason. What's wrong with you? From my box. Let's see if there's something really cool. Oh, here's the OIP picture. Yeah, fucking You're a sicko. Hey, can you identify this part? Yeah, I can. Yep. For the people yeah, at home. That's the Polar Lights Godzilla uh, sure. part. Yeah, but I'm still talking about it. I don't remember what I said. Yes, it is. Oh, this one's kind of cool. This is the Death Inc. I've never Max. seen Mad Max either. Or World Ooh, there's a phone number there. I don't... Or Beyond Thunderdome. I've never seen any of those movies. All right. Ooh, guillotine instructions. I'll we'll thank, break out the box. Thank God this time. is over. This is but, ridiculous. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff in here. Your box is dumb. I'm so glad my audio isn't working. Am I the only one that has a helmetite? Yes, because you're a moron. Why would anyone from I, future? I can't be the only one that bought why a helmet. Would anyone do that? Come on. You're such a weirdo. I can't believe I'm friends with you. This is ridiculous. I know. It's, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. That's, That's my box. box. Oh, There's boy. some instructions. This was so exciting, Jason. Clean all this up. There was a gentleman that posted somewhere in this last week or so. Um, and he went to strip a 3D printed part. I forgot if he put it in acetone or whatever, but when he came back, it was disintegrating. And I want to reiterate to all those because we do kind of run with the 3D bandwagon a little bit here. Um, a couple things. One is don't set a 3D print in your window because without UV protection, it's going to keep curing and it's probably going to crack. So that's one thing. Two, I would be very careful with any solvents that I use cleaning a 3D print or I'm sorry, stripping a 3D print or whatever. Okay. I wouldn't go with anything stronger than alcohol or anything like that. And frankly, just prime over it and repaint it. Don't strip the paint off of it. Yes. it's uh, Alcohol and acetone dissolve UV resin. Yes. Especially prolonged exposure. Mm-hmm. So. So you can. I don't know what's. It. I don't know what's safe to use on it yet. Because we Nothing. haven't. I would just reprime or reprint. Yeah. And if it's the case you got it from somebody. Um. 
I'm sure they're replacing it. You know, but if you're doing big giant pieces, expect to get charged for it. Right. You know, so just be careful. Those of you that are doing that, be careful. Be careful. Scott's public service announcement. There you go. Emails, voicemails, and corrections. Scott, are you ready? Are you ready? While you yawn? Uh, yeah. Well, going through your box put me to sleep. Uh, okay. Well, if you would have got our guests like you were supposed to, we wouldn't have that problem. Yeah, well, Emails, voicemails, corrections. I'd awake if I didn't have to record that stupid segment twice. <laughs> yes. Uh, we. Uh, it happened again. Our friend called. Oh, boy. Here we go. You ready? Is everybody ready? Yeah. Here we go. Boom. That's right. You guessed it. It's me, John. John motherfucking Tuck from the grave. Well, Scott, your hypocritical antics never cease to amaze me. Holy shit. It was bad enough that my corpse wasn't even cold before every wannabe producer in the hobby decides to rape my legacy. And now this. Christ. What the fuck? Scanning Mike Park's kits, blowing them up, and 3D printing them. So, digital recasting is a thing now. Well, that didn't take long. Um, Scott, do they come with signed and numbered death certificates too? <laughs> I can't wait to run into Mike to see how he feels about this bullshit. Best one so far. Oh, and fuck Jason Walker too. Oh. Comment, Scott. Best one so far. Since that was mostly aimed at you, for once. Okay. <laughs> I get the tagline as always, which is great, but... The, the sign-off. Yeah, and fuck Jason Walker. <laughs> um, oh. So in my best, my best Dan Aykroyd, um, John, you ignorant slut. Okay? <laughs> First of all, Mike Parks would love this idea. Okay? Uh, of this guy's little kid. Second, we'll all, find out. He's going to run into him at some point. I have the blessing. No, he's not. I don't think they're in the same place. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have the blessing of the uh, the widow. So um, if anyone's going to get haunted, it's not going to be me. <laughs> Third, John, we would love to have you on a phone interview. That would be awesome if you could phone us from the grave and. Uh, we could work that out. Although I still, I like, great. I like the voicemails. I'd love to. I do love the interview. voicemails. Though. Keep them coming. They're great. I, I, it's. I hope it's someone that's like. I don't know. I st I've been racking my brain trying to figure this out. It's someone that knows him, and it's somebody. We that were knows convinced you. the other night when we first heard this one that this was actually a ghost. <laughs> I was starting to think that something's going on. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, this is uh, from Mike Zizek. Uh, that was me asking the clubbers to like the videos on voicemail. So thank you, Mike, for that shout out, getting people to like and subscribe. So appreciate that. I really do. That was a terrible throw. Thanks, Mike. All right. This is the lost email from Dan Cherney that I just found. Dear Jason and Scott, congratulations on making it to 1,000 subscribers. Now it's off to 2,000 and then 5,000. <laughs> when I see some of the numbers out there uh, for YouTube, I have no doubts that at all that it is possible. 
My subject of this email is as sad or sadder than losing one of our senior members. What I'm talking about is the death of the hobby shop. This year, we lost our local Amherst, Ohio, Ben Franklin hobby shop, and that is sad enough. I recently returned from a vacation to Niagara Falls region and made my traditional stop in to see Niagara train and hobby. Not only was this massive store in size, wait, not only was this a massive store in size and stock, but one of the best staffs ever. It is also the only hobby shop I have ever seen in my travels that had its own colorful brochure available at roadside travel stations. This shop holds my own record of the best hobby shop ever to exist. Stopping in the parking lot to see the windows blacked out, lawns unkempt, and the full-size locomotive cars now gone to some unknown place, I literally shed a tear or two. This wasn't about the death of a major hobby shop, but the death knell of an era in our society. I realized that if my local shop was closing up and this major player in the hobby industry couldn't make it, then this was certainly a sign. I felt sad for all the kids who would never know the thrill of searching packed shelves for that one grail kit that was immediately taken home and unboxed. These kids won't know the joy of learning about paints, glues, diorama pieces, and all the rest of the hobbies that intertwine when building models. This new generation won't know that friendly hobby store manager who could answer any question from what size engine to use in a model rocket to how to get to that nice dull coat on the battle damaged kit. It's the sad end of an era, and I'm afraid. I also realize that some people hear this. I also realize that some people hear this will only hear about the death of modeling itself. Nothing could be further from the truth. Modeling will continue and grow through small runs like Pestilence Labs or even micro places like David Horvath and his Captain Kangaroo. Yes, this hobby will certainly continue if only limited and new ways, but nothing will ever replace the magic of a well-stocked hobby shop. Thanks to all of those who ran these businesses and more thanks to those who continue to be an active part of the hobby through the type of businesses you operate, Dan Churney. So what's crazy is when I got back from Niagara Falls and I, we recorded that episode, I got this email the next day and I was like, oh crap. Cause I had asked what hobby short stores there were in the Niagara area. Cause we couldn't find any, there was this like a couple gaming stores and it looked like the one that I did find, which I think was this one was closed. So I'm right there with them. I, it's really sad to know that most hobby stores are going away and it comes back to that toy biz thing. Like what is there for kids that want to get into something like this? There's miniatures and that's it. The, the figures that are available at hobby shops don't relate to them. For the most part, the ones that are put out are mostly aimed at people like you and your age bracket. You have, I, I went into some kind of crack. No, it's not. Cause it's mostly like, when you think at the like those Batman '60s Batman kits that are out there, the Pirates of the Caribbean kits, some of that stuff, the monsters, the those Gigantics ones, like all that stuff is not aimed at kids from today. It's just it's not. And, like wacky races, you right? Know, wacky racers, Snoopy. Like um, no one knows what Snoopy is anymore. Well, yeah, you know, you you have to wonder. I mean, it's been 23 years roughly since the last Peanuts. Um, was uh published in the newspaper and you know Um, what i'm okay with that because just imagine how what they would do to that these days 
Like, actually, yes and no. Um, <clears throat> Charles Schultz was a little ahead of his time when it came to things like that. Um, yes. He was one of the first cartoonists to have a black character, introduced yes. the black character. <clears throat> but look the, how Charles did it. You know. He didn't make a thing about it. It was just. I mean, he just did it. He just, just did, did it. it. And, and that's how life you know, this, looks, you know? That's a whole generation. That's 23 years. And, you know, and I don't get a newspaper anymore. So I don't know what the comics, if there still are comics. And kids aren't reading, reading them. Comics. <laughs> so, again, at, to Dan's point, so many things that we grew up with that are disappearing. Um, as a kid getting the Sunday papers and going through the comics, you know, and, and some of the comics I can mention you've never heard of. Uh, Fred Bassett was one. BC. I remember BC. I but I uh, you know, Hager the Horrible. Yeah. It was always Dick Tracy was in there. You know, so I mean it was always um Beetle Bailey, High and Lois, Nancy, you know, all that stuff. And it's it's the kids today, that'll all go away. That'll all go away. So Man. to my my I, to the hobby shop point of this though, when I went into Hobby Town the other day. And it comes to figure models, the the vast majority are anime that are in there. They have mm -hmm. tons of anime stuff, and it's super. But expensive. it's still figure modeling, it's so still, right. But it's expensive. So that's a positive there. Same with the Gundam stuff. Okay, it's, it's still. Which is my point that I'm trying to make, is that for a kid to get into this hobby, it's nearly impossible for a, like a, a fourth grader. You have to have a parent that's involved in it. A kid is not just going to wander off the street anymore into a hobby shop. The only time this, I think, and for whatever you think of them as a company, I'm not going either way because we, we try to stay out of that. Hobby Lobby, that's your best chance or a store like that because you have a kid with their mom and the kid wanders off into the, the toy aisles or the kid-friendly aisles and they might come across their model aisle. And be like, mom, buy this for me. Or what is this? I can't think of another store. Walmart has some model kits. But nothing like with the death of the hobby store. It's other than, I don't know. If you're not a gamer and you're into miniatures, how are you going to get started as a figure modeler? Wow. So here's something interesting. Never thought of it this way. Holy cow. My parents were better to me than I thought. <laughs> so I'm looking at 1975, 12 years old. Okay. A dollar from 1975 has the purchasing power of about $5.68 today's market. Okay. So a plastic styrene model kit right now. Basic. You go in to get a car kit or whatever, not the, the Gundams and stuff like that. Just go into a hobby store and look at a car kit or whatever is 25 to 30 dollars okay sometimes more the figure kits are more oh yeah okay those anime kits that are at hobby store that are at hobby town start right. at like 60 to 70 to 100 or more so and, and so when i see this it's so weird because i remember i could walk up to kmart and me and my buddy maybe <clears throat> each had 10 bucks a piece yeah and we get something to eat 
and we'd each buy a model and we'd buy some assorted paints like oh no i got that color at home don't worry about getting that but we'd probably need this and this and and you know so for ten dollars we were entertained for hours now i can't believe when i look at this i can't believe that's 56 dollars worth of stuff today but maybe it is you yeah. know and it's like wow you know but it just seemed like a different time and we'd go home and build models all night you know put out some newspaper and it's and you know it, you know how i at. found it and like we talked about it i started out building and painting miniatures and i just happened to see like the screaming in the horizon kits when i was in there and i was like holy crap what is that that's how i but for that to happen these days and this is where i think 3d printing is going to come in is what's going to save all of this it's because that's the best chance for a kid to find something is while they're messing around online or on YouTube coming across a video of someone either talking about or printing some of that stuff or painting some of that stuff. That's, mm-hmm. that's how they're going to find this. They're not going to find this in a hobby store anymore. There's not going to have a kid go to Wonderfest unless their dad's going like they're just not. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, I, interesting. I don't know. The subject matters are going to change because the, the, Baby boomer subject matter, the monster kids and all that. That's going to start to wane. It's going to start to go away. And then the idiots like you that watch all these slasher movies, that might come to the forefront or whatever. But uh... where it has. And that's and that's where I, I. So Dan's other message from a while back was what are what are you doing to help the hobby, to help grow the hobby? He put that out as a challenge to like everybody. What are you doing to grow the hobby? So I took that to heart and I was like, okay, I saw a woman I work with her son. They they did those like first day of school pictures that everybody hates. Right. Like, oh God, Uh get your kid off the internet. And, but she listed like their favorite book of, and her son said it was Lord of the Rings. I was like, okay, here's my chance. Cause that's what got me into this. Like painting models and miniatures is with the Rankin and Bass Lord of the Rings stuff. I love that stuff as a kid. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to get this kid just sight unseen. He probably won't even use any of it, but I printed him up some of those free Fotis mint. I did a Legolas. I did a, a Frodo and a cave troll. All right. Simple, easy bust. I'm going to prime them. I have them printed, ready to go. I'm going to prime them, get them ready so that they can just throw some paint on it. I also bought, I printed out a little paint cup, like water cup. I got a golden Talcon paintbrush set. Cause who cares? It's a little kid for like $3. They're decent brushes. And I picked up, and this is, I think for everybody, Reaper Paints makes a paint set of your basic, like red, yellow, green, a silver, a gold, uh, your primary, secondary colors for like 25 bucks in a pretty nice paint set. It comes in a little carrying case and everything. So I'm bundling all this together and I'm just going to be like, here, if the kid never paints any of it, I took a chance and it barely cost me anything. And I really, if people could kind of like try that and say, Hey, there's a kid over there that might like this. Or you hear a kid talking about it, either print something or buy something, look for a kit. That's just some easy throwaway, whatever. And that's where I think 3d printing is going to help us is because if you hear a kid say, Oh, I like Mario. There's tons of Mario stuff. You could just whip up a Mario kit, send it to the kid, give it to the kid here, paint this. Or like princess toadstool from Mario. You can find the princess if it's a girl. You could find so much stuff out there for a kid that these days, 
Because you're not going to find those Toy Biz X Men yeah, kits and, anymore. And again, we get a little crap from some guys that, you know, too much 3D printing talk, too much 3D printing talk. Okay, it's not garage kits. Okay, but it's figure modeling. Yeah. And we've, we've covered this before, so I won't go too deep. But whether it's garage kits or figure modeling, you know, or, or painting 3D things or painting miniatures, so much of the stuff is the same. I'm looking at this starter set. On Amazon, it's twenty-eight bucks. It's muddy brown, pure white, tan skin, cloudy gray, black, twilight purple, turf green, pale saffron, which is a yellow, heraldic red, which oceanic blue, skeleton bone, dragon gold, and blade steel. Okay, um, yeah, man, that's it's a perfect set for just some kid to be like, here, paint something. And I'm not saying 3D print something for them. If you have a kit find anything but give that stuff to kids otherwise it goes away find a way to help because mm. there are no hobby stores you're not going to be want kids aren't wandering into hobby stores with their dads really anymore and if they are it's most likely rc and other things and you're not going to see a lot of this stuff so uh, if there were like toy biz model kits out there and there are some there's some model kits like that but most of the time it's not going to interest kids these days they're, that's nope. not where their interest is. Well, it's not instant enough. And, and I, no. again, I'll go back to 3D printing. It's a little more instant because they can print a bust or a figure but I, without having to put it together. And this okay. is where <laughs> and then I might end up getting people mad at me again. I don't think people always say kids have no attention span or they, it's not an instant gratification. But there are so many people at those gaming conventions and the miniature painting contest. Mm-hmm. And they're all younger than us. So they got to have some sort of attention span to be able to do that sort of thing. So it can't just be, yeah. I think it's more availability and not knowing it's there more than anything. And I think if we just try and spread that as a community, reach out to people, you have a family member who has somebody that might be interested, get them a set, get them some paintbrushes, throw them a model their, their way and just say, Hey, here, Work on this with your mom. Work on this with your dad. Bring, invite them over. You know, I, I don't know. I, I really like Dan's emails here. The last couple he sent in because they've really made me think about some things. And the more chances I get to kind of spread that out, um, I'll try. I, it's just we got to. Otherwise, like those hobby stores, this all goes away. Anything else? No, it's a shame. Um, you know, you and I have gone on little hobby store trips, usually the same places, but what was your favorite hobby store as a kid? Like, did you have a specific one? No, because I know this is going to sound stupid. You could go into <laughs> it's coming the, out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Scott's five and dime and they had monster models and they had paints and you could go to Kmart and they had monster models and they yeah. had paints. You could go to toys R us. Same thing. I remember getting monster models and paints at Osco. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And Osco. All right. So. Um, I remember Woolworths having it, like, because my grandma would take. So, yeah, it to... was, you know, so it wasn't really. In Venture. Remember Venture? <laughs> yeah. Venture. Uh, I don't know. Did Venture have model? Well, like I Walmart, I think, has a modeling section now. It um, does. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's your best chance. Places like, I, th- I think um, Michael's does, too. 
So like kids tagging along with oh, the Hobby folks. Lobby. Hobby Lobby, Lobby, Lobby has a whole aisle devoted. Actually. Yes. And that's, and again, people are going to go, whatever you think of Hobby Lobby, that's your business, but they're the best. Ch- and they do the 40% off sale once in a while of all box model kits. So you can get it even cheaper than, you know, than it should be. My, so, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. Um, do you remember? Like, and here's, I think this, where was I? It made me think of like the smell of a hobby shop, like that kind of old, you know, what I'm mm. talking about everybody who's been in an old hobby shop knows there's that hobby shop smell and that that's, it's going to go away. And that's what sucks. And, you know, I mean, I went to Don's like you did. And I enjoyed what was Don's. the one in South Holland? I used to go over there too. Uh, oh, M&M, M&M hobbies. It was called right M&M. off the, exp- right off of right off the, yeah, on, on 159th yeah. there. Yeah. That was the uh, first place I ever got something in the case. Like one of my miniatures got in the really? case, He's and the I was guy like, that "I bought." He was mad at me afterwards too. He's <laughs> the guy that got or the bunch of original Auroras in and sold me those four original, really Wonder Woman, Superboy, Batman, and Robin for fifteen bucks a piece. And uh, I still have. Man, I had to cash in. My mom had given me twenty-one silver dollars for my birthday, uh-huh. and I use those to buy those kits. And, uh, and then I ended up selling them. I never built them, obviously, but, um, I remember being so there was a guy. So there was the main, there was always like the hobby shop had their guys and they had the D and D miniature guy in there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he ended up working at Don's. I remember after that place closed. And I remember being so nervous going in there with my little miniature and be like, Hey man, could you put this in the case? And he's like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'll put it in there. And I was like, Holy crap. That's awesome. <laughs> Was an Umber Hulk from Dungeons and Dragons. So that's I remember, um, and you probably remember this because you went to Don's in when Star Wars came out. The first MPC C three PO and yep R two D two in the in the window in the window. Yeah, and they were there for years. Yeah, and uh, they had a Godzilla. Do you remember that they had a Godzilla in that window too? Possibly, I do remember. There was that, a Godzilla because yeah. at the old Don's it had like that weird like triangle display case when you walked yeah. in the door. Yeah, and in there was that that C three PO. And then they moved it when they moved to the other location. That thing was there. They moved it there too. But I, I remember seeing that. Going, wow, that was really yeah, cool. they were painted really well from what I like. And, and what was funny about it for a while, when those first came out, man, you had to search for those things. You yeah. couldn't find them. Man, hobby stores. It's, it's one of those things that. Ah, I don't know. And I'm guilty of it. I'll buy my stuff on Amazon. But I still go support a hobby store when I can. Well, like even when you and yeah. I go, we buy something. Yeah, I'll buy even something if it's every some time. paint we don't need or yep. Yep. whatever. It, it's every time buy something. So, so um, yeah. All right. Last email, Brian Wilkinson. Hi again, guys from across the pond. Enjoyed the last show. Great interview with David Horvath. I was thinking about your three D print talk. I was thinking it's a hobby in of itself, and it's not just the printer. You have to buy the wash, the curing station, also a PC for slicing. And etc. Adding on to all the incidentals, gloves, spatulas, resin papers, cost goes way up. Space is a premium for me, so I have to rely on other people printing for me. I still buy traditional sculptures when I can. Uh, on a similar note, I recently saw a couple of resin pieces from a guy in the Far East, which had split due to humidity. So he thought, so he thought. So being a relatively new product, does anyone know the longevity of 3D prints? Will the piece be in good shape in five years? 
finally, any chance of seeing Jason's Stasher collection may be on your 100th episode. We're steadily getting there. Later, bros. So thanks, Brian. Um, that question comes up a lot. And I think that's one of the big reasons people are against it. And I think we'll know in five years. <laughs> well, I, I think there are some things that have been out there five years now and I yes. still survived. Right. Um, when you talk about splitting and things like that, there's so much that goes into that. Um, and, and it's hard to cover it all right now, but I mean, it's Let's do a 10 second thing. I think if you stay away okay. from light, stay away from humidity, like direct humidity, like you don't want it in water or near water. You don't want it in a window, even if it's painted. I think that might end up being a problem eventually. But nine out of 10 times, it's the printer's fault. And that's where oh, I was Okay. Going to to. And it's you've split pieces. Yep. Okay. Um, I had one that split, and the cause of it was resin trapped inside. Okay. And, and this is where you're going to get mad at me. <laughs> but what? I think if your printer is not using UV tools, you need to find a new printer because that will get up. This is where he gets mad because it's more work for him. But it clears up every resin trap that's in that kit, even tiny little ones that you might not notice. Yes, it might. It just probably gets fixed in the curing process, but it takes that extra chance out of there of it splitting down the road. And, and some of that's the sculptor too. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, almost all the well stuff is perfect and what they call airtight. So what airtight means is if you slice this piece and it's solid, you're not going to see any hollow spots in there. Okay. Cause it's solid. There's guys that, um, and it's a piece I, I still am working on for Brent Krug. Um, <laughs> that the guy like the eye was a separate ball and he never merged it with the rest of it so there was a resin trap in there and i had to go in there blow it way up and poke a hole in it so that resin could drain out of there yeah and it's like and when he approached the guy he says oh yeah he goes well no one else is complaining well because no one else has had it sitting on their shelf long enough to for the out. eye and the face to start to crack right so that is again that is an issue um, and again, if you don't know about 3D printing and you buy a file and you find that, you don't know what to do with it. There's a lot of things you can do to fix it. But it's, I think Lychee has a make solid uh, yeah. option now, you know. But nine times out of ten, and okay, even if you say UV tool is fine, it's still the printer. It's yeah. still the yep. printer. Okay, and it's... <sighs> You know, the printer should be able to spot when this happens. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and, the nice thing I, about it is if you print your own stuff and it happens, you just print another one. Okay. Now, and I think this came up in a conversation you. you were talking yeah. about, about people saying, well, I got a piece and it was leaking, leaching, uh, leaching resin or whatever. Mm -hmm. That happens with traditional cast things too. People don't mix their resin properly. I don't know how many kits I've had throughout the years where paint won't stick to it because someone didn't mix their resin right. And you had yeah, to carve out too much mold release right. on it. And you can't even get it all off. Right. No so it's, do. it comes down to the person making that stuff. Find yes, someone that you like the way they're doing things. And if it's working for you, it's working for you. 
uh, building models. Keep doing it, everybody. Try and reach out to other people. Absolutely. I any models, and it doesn't matter where they come from. We got to keep this craft going, and I we're doing our best here. <laughs> we we do this show, uh, trying to just you know keep it going. But everybody, it's your responsibility. Reach out to younger people. Hey, do you know about this? Or just give them things. Yes, it might cost you a couple bucks, but you got a legacy going there. I have one last thing here in emails. It came up a couple times. Are you going to do... What's that picture you just put in? So Dan Cherney was here, and this was another kit that Dan's looking for, if anyone has one for sale. More grail mail! Not that, <laughs> it's not that old. Um, sculpted by Jeff Yeager, Scarecrow, Romney Marsh. I think Creature Features had it. I don't know if they still have it, though, or not. I did tell Dan to get a hold of Taylor White at Creature Features and see. But if anyone's got one they want to sell, um, get a hold of Dan. Okay. And uh, he'll, uh, I'm sure he'll be happy. So I have a Monsters in Motion update. Do you? Which my update is, I saw the same model kit at Hobbytown in Orland Park. And I still don't have mine from Monsters in Motion. All right. That's the episode this time, everybody. Oh, nope. Start over. Uh, I have one more thing I want to ask everybody. I need a poll. Let me know in the comments below. I'm going to start doing some painting videos. Do you want them live or do you want them produced? <laughs> like, do live streaming painting videos where people can kind of interact as we go or do live or do a painting video edited down? I can still do that with the live stuff, but would you rather just have me do it live? or? you know, a regular video. So let me know down there. Uh, I have an idea. I'm going to start with a classic. I, I want to watch you cut yourself I and know. drop shit. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I want. I'm watch. going to start with a classic garage kit. I have it picked out. I know what I'm going to do for my first one. So I might do it live stream. The only problem with live streams is I cannot plan it in advance. Like there's no way for me to go. It's going to be this day. Cause so much already is eaten up time wise. So it'll kind of just happen when it happens. I might put it on Discord. Or but they can always watch it afterwards. Yeah, you can watch it after too. So That's where the boring parts of yep. you talk. Let me know what you'd rather see, live videos or a regular painting video. That's like these. But anyway, say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Scott. We'll see everybody next time with a guest. Oh, who Hopefully. Whatever. Who's gotten most of the guests? Me, because I tell you to get them. <laughs> oh, okay so if you come over and say hey man fix the brakes on my car well you did it because you told me to fix the brakes on your car that's right